Welcome to Enterprise at 8. That's right, it's 8, not 9. 8. In case you're mixed up on that in any way. Uh, it's been over 20 years, guys, since we've seen the episode Terra Nova has first aired, but we've watched it again, uh, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, I'm Jody Simpson, and my co-host tonight is none other than the amazing Adam Woodward. Hello, guys. You know what? I like the facial hair you're rocking there. I... Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's awesome. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also joining Adam and I, our awesome producer, Live Long and Podcast very own, Dave Mater. How you doing? I'm doing Happy all right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I was just going to say that, actually. That's to everybody, of course, not just not just you. This is all shale. <laughs> it's all shale. It's all shale. All Let's shale. go to the underside. Is it not? All right. Happy New Year, Dave. <laughs> Wait, do you hear something in your ear? Because I do. Because who can forget? Future Enterprise Fan Forum Administrator Kevin Millard. <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> He's back and healthier yeah. than last week. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Welcome back. Uh, tonight's episode is Terra Nova. This is the sixth episode in the series. Fifth, if you're with Netflix. Eventually, I'll just take that out of my script, but you know, we'll keep it for now. Uh, this is the episode where the Enterprise learns the fate of the human colony not heard from in over 70 years. Uh, when the crew arrives, they discover unexplained radiation at the site of the colony, as well as other things, including a bicycle wheel. Uh, understanding that radiation level 70 years ago would have been lethal, they find that people still there and living underground, like gnomes or something. Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's talk about this, guys. Hobbits. Yes. Yeah. Well, this, in my opinion, is one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. I don't know okay. how you guys feel about it. <laughs> I don't like this episode. All right. All right. This is in my top five worst enterprise episodes. Um, I guess we'll just start at the. We'll start with Adam. Adam, what were your initial thoughts on this episode? I, I was thinking. I mean, Dave, you came out with the the shale comment and. You know when they they're changing the language and they're yeah, it's only two generations has passed. I think this could have been a great episode and they just wasted it, wasted an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This this episode is is lacking. It's um, it it's a good it's a good it's one of those ones that's a good premise, and the execution is is just not there. I think what this show for me so far is missing is the fun like it's it's star trek was always like people working and living in space it's not really how i feel about this crew yet they're i know they're exploring and this is the first ship and they're not but it's it's next week's really episode I about any of these characters yet yeah next week's episode i promise will be much better kevin <laughs> i promise it is one of my favorite episodes is the next one coming up the Andorian incident <laughs> is next. Exactly. What do you think, Dave? What were your thoughts? Yeah, like it's hard to like. I, I I'm kind of with the same thing. Like this is an episode I remember watching 21 years ago, or I guess it would be 20 years ago plus a couple months. Um, and being disappointed with it, you know, it felt um, this could have been a Voyager episode as easily as it could have been an Enterprise episode. I think this was uh, a Voyager episode. Yeah, this is like, literally a Voyager episode. They it's, just like reskinned it. They even mentioned is, like uh, at the I end, can't even like, remember the name of the episode, but the thirty sevens yeah. with Amelia Earhart. They even reference her at the end of this episode. Um, yeah. And I was like, it's kind of like that episode, but for them, it's but this is mystery that we've never heard of. Like it's not a it's not a current day mystery, but uh, this this was the original colony that they set up, and so that's kind of interesting. 
But on the other hand, I'm, I'm, I'm still very sketchy on what the timeline was between First Contact and when they launched Enterprise and what exactly went on and, um, and, and how they settled the, the solar system and things like that. But whatever. I don't know if I'll ever get those answers. Um, and yeah, you so, get some of them throughout the series, but not many. Yeah, and so I think that like on paper that this the premise of this is fine, you know, like a colony, and then like everybody was killed except for the very youngest children. That's why their language is devolved into like this sort of baby talk, I guess. Um, and yeah. uh, it's I don't know, like they're eating. Re- reminds me of an episode from the original series called Miri. Yeah, that's, that's the that. first thing I thought when I was watching this, and they were on that abandoned planet. I'm like, this is going to be Miri. <laughs> oh, there was there was actually a nod to Miri in this episode. Was there? Uh, I don't know. If, yeah, that's when uh, they spun the he spun the uh, bicycle wheel. The bicycle wheel. Yeah. Same thing happened oh. in Miri. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was just like creepy ghost town like uh, thing you do or whatever. <clears throat> well, I think a lot of people perceived it as that, but I I look at it as a callback because it literally is a callback. Um, so which maybe we'll find out later in fun facts. I don't know. Um, anyway, let's, let's start talking about this thing. So we, we, we open up with obviously everybody on the bridge and, uh, Mayweather is looking at this, um, I guess this digital file of Terra Nova and, you know, how he's very fascinated by the, you know, the idea of the settlers going to the next, the next earth, I guess, so to speak. Um, and you know, it takes them, you know, X amount of years. I think it, they said it was what, nine years or something one way. Nine years to get there and nine years to get back. Lacuda's a trek. Those guys are always troublemakers. Uh, (laughs) I see Kevin and Dave have been banished to the underside. Well, they are both on the bottom right now. So Uh, the problem is that me and Adam are both going to die from radiation. So there you go. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the bicycle wheel, it's right there. We get away for that poison rain. There it is right there. That's the scene. Um, But anyway, they, the, he, he sees this record and he gets all excited and they're going to check in on these guys. And we find out that something happened. There's been no communication, you know, your typical Star Trek episode, you know, no communication with the planet. So you know, we got to go in blind. Uh, Cause that's just <clears> the way <throat> things happen with Star Trek. <laughs> they never, they never just, you know, show up and everything's okay. But um, you know, so anyway, they do that. They eventually get there. Uh, they start in orbit, they go down. And the first thing is they're greeted with essentially what you're seeing behind me right now is almost like a, a you know a bunch of shacks and nobody's home uh nobody's there um at this point i don't know about you guys but i was like you know not remembering all of this episode when i was watching this i'm like okay this is this is getting cool all right we're good we're good um the thing that it went downhill for me is directly after this you see the guy who's in charge of weapons and security sees somebody running around and his first instinct is to follow them chase them with a gun yeah let's chase them we're on we're on a foreign planet we're looking for people but no one's around but yet he finds somebody in the bush and he instantly has to run after them which makes no sense i also don't know why he had to run through a stream when there was a very nice path right beside the stream uh i don't know why he had to run through the stream i guess that was for dramatic dramatic effect of some sort but he doesn't care about getting uh, his feet wet he, he does not care at all but the first thing he says is they look like lizard people basically like they have scales and stuff like that when he reports back to archer um and then eventually we go and we eventually do the cave trope which is you know oh we found a cave they must be in there <laughs> again didn't we just do a cave episode I think we, we did do did. a cave episode and if you look actually very closely the, the same cave. is very safe very similar <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway on the opening uh, song. yeah so this is this is our standard this is our standard um you know this is this is normal for every star trek series there's always a cave that somebody runs into and somebody has to be run you know go in after them and you know and either the scanners thing that, can't go through them or transporters can't go through them or both uh, exactly yes and the thing that i found fascinating is you're currently exploring a area that you have no information about but you didn't bring flashlights with you and you have to get mayweather to run back to get flashlights <laughs> uh, okay uh, i don't know why that wouldn't be strapped into the one of three thousand pockets that you have on your on your suit uh, yeah I mean, you know what? at least they weren't the stupid next generation flashlights the little the ones they held oh the the blocks (laughs) the the little blocks it's like 
the best, the best ones are on Discovery because they're built into the vest. And yes. Makes sense. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That's that was one was funny in Next Gen that they actually gave a hand up to hair, you know, carry these flashlights. Yeah, well, and you have I mean, to wonder too because back then we didn't have LED flashlights, so the special effects department probably had like you know a line going down to a huge battery somewhere on their <laughs> body, uh, just so they could have that cool little portable tech, right? So who knows? Now but... they just CGI in the flashlight, but uh, yeah, yeah, back if they then. want to, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they go into this, they go into this cave, uh, and that's where they come across essentially these people uh who clearly are you know a little bit they're they're obviously not very aggressive they don't appear to be aggressive they they appear to be kind of they're not laid back by any means but they're not really aggressive towards them they're just kind of there and you know they start flashing around their flashlights and they get all scared and run away kind of thing so um you know up to this point guys i don't know about you but this is where i start losing interest because i've seen this already a bunch of times um oh there you go dave's got a good shot there um, I think the makeup looks interesting. I, I wanted these people to not be humans. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, spoiler. this was interesting, right? Right. I, I think you're right. Until about this point, it was, yeah. it was pretty like, okay. Who are these guys? I, I'm buying it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the buildup and then it just kind of lost it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I figured they were the humans that were there already. I mean, well, that was the logic, right? Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that stood out for me in this episode actually is is well before this is uh, when um, when they're sitting at dinner. Oh, you, okay. You're gonna bring this up. That's good. And to Paul, actually, you can see that she's starting to respect humanity. She is. She says, um, "One thing I've learned from spending time with humans is that they're very resourceful." So she's like, "They're probably alive." Like that's a nod of respect to humans that we haven't seen from. I'm glad you brought that up. I totally just kind of blew that off. I didn't even think twice about it. Well, this this scene was, was again, trip being stupid and then (laughs) to Paul being smart. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, he makes the comments, well, we, we had to learn all about the, you know, the Vulcans first contact and, you know, and she goes, name one. (laughs) <laughs> name one yeah. thing you learn. he's like i did pay attention but but it's no different than if we were asked you know who were the prime ministers of the 60s and 70s we might know a couple of them but we don't know all of them i'm sure and if, if we well some of us or might, like but, the 1880s you know, or something like we, that you know? yeah we did we did learn them but yeah we kind of you know it's not something that we keep regurgitating over and over again so it's you know, so I, I think that's a very good point, right? Like, I think the other thing that also we're kind of not, they're not being very subtle about, but in a way they are being subtle, is the fact that he is nervous around her. Uh, and it's something that's kind of does happen throughout the show is Tripp's generally nervous in front of her. Like, he's always trying to prove that he is as smart as it. she is. Yeah, well, he does have a thing for her, and obviously that you know progresses later on in, in the series. Uh, but it, I think it's interesting that in the early episodes, you really see it. Um, so I don't know if that was planned or if that was just something that was part of his character trait. Uh, but uh, either way, I think it's interesting to see. But I'm glad you brought that up because, I, to be quite honest, I totally forgot about that part. Um, yeah. And, of course, uh, this also shows that LeVar Burton, obviously, of... Uh, next gen fame uh, directed this episode one of the best uh, star trek like episode directors and so he if he couldn't make this good then it, there they was probably no, shouldn't have made it this is a like he would like i think like uh, there are a few star trek directors that you can kind of count on to bring their best and he's one of them mm-hmm. um and uh, it, you know if, if this is just kind of like if we all kind of went well i'm I'm kind of sad I watched that again. Then, you know, it's like, it's uh, what, what, I, what else can you do with the story, really? You know, it's... Um... The episode, though, from, like, shot perspective and stuff like that, I think is actually pretty nice. Like, so, even the shots that I'm seeing in the background right now, like, the shot says they're walking into uh, walking into a room, and then they kind of focus in on Archer and then back out again, which is really kind of a neat, neat effect. Um, so, and that's the other thing that I do like about this episode is Archer isn't a complete kind of annoying entity at this point uh he's a little bit more kind of relaxed a little subdued um he gets kind of annoying later on i guess but uh he's uh, it's really like a picard speech or something out of him like there's no speeches being made he's not a picard you know what he does he sucks at them picard is who he is because picard spent many many years prior to this doing the same job right 
So like, you know, this is a guy who's just out like this. This is only like a month, month and a half into their, into their, uh, uh, into their voyage. Yeah. And in defense of him, he is the first captain out of Starfleet going to there's like, you know, Picard had yeah. a history behind it. I mean, hundreds yeah, of years. Massive, of stuff. Yeah. 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 And even Kirk to a lesser degree, but it's, you know, it, all of the captains previous have had pretty much, uh, you know, pretty good experience with the exception of maybe Cisco, but Cisco had other experience. So my struggle uh, with know. Archer is always like, he, he's got like this um, irritability to him, uh, yes. that, you know, because it's so hard being the captain and we're all like, we know we've, we've seen Star Trek before and yes, it's hard <laughs> to be the captain, but um it's he's just always like oh my god i can't believe i left reed in that cave oh i'm so mad at myself and i'm gonna start taking it out on whoever i'm talking to you're Uh, tearing me apart yeah you know he's just he's always uh (laughs) grinding his teeth and getting upset and i'm just like archer just stand shark man he definitely in the first in the first season he almost i want to say he almost overacts but i don't think that's the right word uh he is underacting that is yeah acting is the the word for well it's what he is doing in this acting as it is reacting i think is really what i I guess that's the way i'd like to say it is it's more reacting than acting uh he's he's reacting off of everybody else right instead of actually being his own character um to me anyway so but yeah he's he's often just pushing the story along and whatever but um i don't like yeah i don't know anyway archer yeah, doing? well, Archer's Archer, right? Uh, we have a comment here. Sam Higdon says, Happy New Year. Well, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to Sam. you, Sam. And uh, make sure we uh, see you on a three-hour tour sometime. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, he is a big Gilligan's Island fan, along with Adam, I believe. And uh, there you go. So thank you, Sam. Anyway, let's keep going. I, I, you know what? I'm having a hard time even wanting to go, quite honestly. But let's keep going. Well, can I here? I can bring up some stuff. I mean, absolutely. Please do. You know, I always think it's funny who Archer chooses to go on the away team. Yeah. And in this, in this, so first of all, the conversation with Mayweather is like the best guy. He's like so excited to be there. I want to yeah. see Terra Nova. It's a mystery, and you know, it's described as the great experiment. And and but then you know he chooses like who went on the away team again? Malcolm. To Paul and uh, Mayweather went right. Yeah, but sorry, there's your picture. And then he uh, he leaves Trip on in command of the of the bridge again. So, um, which is a sort of a nod to leaving Scotty in charge, I guess, as well. Because I mean, really, you know, other next generation, I don't think Luke Forge was really left in charge too much. No. No, I don't know if data LaForge data charge, superseded uh, LaForge, though, like because yeah. Um, yeah. you know after first officer you have second officer and Tucker is second officer. Right, Tucker is the second officer. I guess I'm just surprised sometimes when you see the, the engineer left as in charge because he really should be down below in my opinion. But um, I guess that's the ranking. That's that's it's the ranking. It's about seniority and sort of who's because capable of doing it. But I get the same feeling every time they leave Troy in charge. It's like literally that is the one person you shouldn't have in charge of that. But Jody, she sent holographic Jordy to his death. She earned that rank. Come on. Oh, I see. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) That's what you're gonna do to get become a commander. You're just gonna say holographic Jordy. You better go, go kill yourself. Better go kill yourself. He's like, okay, done and done. Yeah, you're you're a commander now. I yeah. agree with Adam completely. I, I, it's, it's very odd, especially in the first two seasons of this show, who they take with them on away missions. Here's my question like, too: Is this supposed to be tra- uh, Travis's episode? Is is he supposed to be like the main? Captain he has or... an episode le- later on. He uh, has a much that, better was... episode later on. Yeah, that I would say is definitely his episode. Are you talking uh, this... when you see his backstory and and yeah. the boomer? Yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good episode. I don't think actually, this yeah. is really anybody's episode. Yeah, it's more ensemble. You th- you're yeah. saying this no, is Hoshi's more of an ensemble. Yeah. Well, Hoshi's in it, uh, which is <laughs> which cool. is not much, but she's there. She, she's <laughs> in it, but uh, you know we have Flocks as well, which is always the delight to see. So he has a bit more um, to do in this one. Yeah, they, they answer for one thing. The the thing that always bothers me with this show is when Flocks goes on an away mission because it's like you have one medical officer. You're not gonna take him. Like it's no, no, no. That's bad. 
Like, don't do that. Like that, that's just such a bad idea. <laughs> well, I don't think like, he went. They brought they brought people he, to him. He went on a couple on the of, second uh, trip when they went to go like yeah, on the go. second trip he came down, which is fine because at that point it's technically secured. Uh makes sense, right? So we, got, we also got one of the first weird. like um because they don't have a like an observation lounge or a briefing room. They just have, they have what they call the they situation, situation room. room. Yep. Which is not even a room. It's just where they eat dinner. It's a table at the back of the bridge, isn't they it? Eat dinner there, Dave. This thing. No, oh, the, that, the situation. The situation room is on 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 this enterprise. It's actually right behind the bridge. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, "Let's meet in the tell the flocks to meet us in the situation room." I mean, you mean on the bridge, like at the rear after the bridge? Okay. And okay. Man- so I've I've actually come across this before, and my understanding is that this room can actually be closed off. So it's designed to be closed. So it's it's open normally, but it has like kind of like a door that can be closed to create a separate room. But they yeah, it's right that. off the bridge. I've but never yeah. why would they close it. the door? Everybody that's on the bridge is there. Yeah, yeah pretty much. They're like, oh, we <laughs> don't want you to hear this. <laughs> like, Sorry, who are you crap. missing here? The only person you're really missing is the guy that's already been cap- uh, captured. Yeah, but right. Later yeah. on, when they when they have the mirror universe episode, we see the mirror enterprise. They definitely have their own briefing room in that episode yes yeah they do have briefing rooms on this ship as well i think i just don't think we see it in the first season okay but later on you do see it yeah so yeah. it's one of the or first at least times something like it yeah except reed's not there because he's captured at this point but like this is like one of the yeah first which times we totally glossed over he was captured okay he got shot in the that. leg he yeah. got shot anyway. in the leg with a bullet <laughs> yeah yeah he got shot with a bullet exactly because that's all they had so what, like, no face so, pissers for these guys? Because all the survivors of this colony were under five years old, right? Yes, that's what we're to believe. And yes. they, I guess, they grew up and they found these guns and were able to use them. Because well, the, this was 70, 80 years ago. We don't, we don't actually know when the phase pistols were created. So maybe they were created during that time. It's more just that, yeah, like, the, I the, they would be left the, because they didn't have phase pistols in. Um, they didn't have face pistols in um, first contact, did they? No, it was guns at that point. No, it was, guns. It no, was all guns I, then. I, I so buy they're that still using been... guns I, it, around seventy years before this. It's just that um, that these these survivors were so I don't know inept. Like they were just like little kids. They were lucky they survived at all, and they grew up and learned how to use machine guns. Um, well, that's that's where Miri did a better job, I thought, because they kept the kids as kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, know, they, but they that's didn't... also because of what was going on on that planet, though. Yeah, but I mean, to, to Dave's point, I mean, so you've had a generation or two generations grow up, uh, have kids, you know, figure out how things work. When, when admittedly, Bernadette, who's one of the stars of the show here, later on we find out her name, and but you know, she's seventy-five or something. So, yeah, like, and she's one she of the was, oldest. Yeah, and she was four. They they reference her being four years old when this happened. So yeah, I mean, she's that's one a, of the only people that we learn the actual full her actual real name is. Right? Yeah, I just, it's more just like the use of the firearms by these these colonists by these novins is um you know I'm just trying to like track like how they got to that point where they became I don't know. Well, it would be assumed that they would have firearms on their on their mission. Um, like they would have to bring some sort of means of defense because they don't know that, when they land that, on the planet. That makes sense. There. That yeah. all makes sense. It's just that they were able to maintain them, learn how to work them keep them clean you know be able to load mm-hmm. them all that yeah kind of that's thing. a little weird yeah. not use up all their ammunition over 75 years either yeah they were they, they well, were just they were like they were just like, hunting yeah but how many rounds they fired those, at them it was a lot those armadillo looking things that they were eating yeah the diggers yeah yeah um i and what yeah maybe they were using that um but anyway so yeah but he takes a bullet in the leg okay um not too but not too bad overall and flocks can't heal it on site interesting it's just a bullet like they can do that it. now we we have that technology now to do well that in the field. well take yeah, a bullet out of an ankle yeah we do well but i think but i think what he's trying to do is get yes. it back to completely 100 percent, right so right. Uh, yeah, but he's, 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 he's funny too he says i'll milk him be okay we're gonna leave him back yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're like, because they got to keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Flocks is like, leave well, him here. Leave him. Speaking <laughs> of Flocks, this is the first time we actually hear what he is. So they've never mentioned before what his actual, what his species is called until t- until this episode. 
So that's kind of cool that they did that. Oh yeah, I guess uh, that's true. He's like, yeah, because they never said what he is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A They're like, what's that? And he's like, I'm a Denovian. And everybody just kind of looks at him like, oh, is that what you are? You know, <laughs> it's like, oh okay, <laughs> you sure, so, you're a Denovian. Uh, all right, fair enough. At least we yeah. got a name for it now. We thought you were just weird, creepy medical alien dude, but you know, whatever. What do you? What, what did you guys think of like these two, the main Novans that we meet here, like the mom, the Nadat, who we find out is Bernadette. I don't know his name. He, he's just disagreeable man. So when I first saw both of them, I instantly recognized the man because the yeah. man's been on various Star Trek, uh, and he's also been in tons of different TV shows. Uh, like he's a very accomplished. I wouldn't say he's a main actor, but he's a very accomplished secondary character in a lot. Eric of Avari. Uh, he's actually. Avari, yeah. he, Indian, um, from India. Is he? Uh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, cool. He was in Unification One, Next Generation. Yes, he was and in. He was in uh, oh. DS9's Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. That's what I, I was yeah, trying to remember. He, what episode it was? In, he played in, a uh, condescending Vedic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember. <laughs> and the lady here, who you can't really tell much with the makeup, but we've seen her in in other things as well. Mary Carver is her Trek. name. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's been in Star Trek before, but I've definitely seen her in other things. Uh, I just felt she was, I didn't really like her character all that much. I thought he was okay other than the dialogue. Um, but the way he acted and the way he was very, he was hostile without being in, incredibly hostile, but he was hostile to them. Um, and he's very untrusting, uh, which obviously, you know, in reality, that would make sense. They don't know these people from anybody else. Um, and they just show up and you've already shot one of them. Uh, you know, so at this point, you know, you're going to have your, your, your guard up a bit. I think they kind of left a little too quickly though. Um, you know, that kind of doesn't make much sense to me. And later on in later on in the episode, when they come back down, um, I, I don't understand why he could be handed a phase pistol and he'd know how to use it right away. Uh, but I guess they have the same principle. Um, so like he figured out how to work a machine gun, so he figured out how to work that. Um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And so, I don't know. so anyway, I they go episode that they made the they made them so distrustful of humans, like they like humans were the enemy, like that that part of the plot. I would have liked something more about them just finding a long lost human civilization, but to make yeah. like all of these people believe that humans are are the enemies like humans killed them that was that was a miss i think well this um, premise, i, I like... think it wasn't a bad idea i just think it was executed wrong like it's you know it would have been better to figure out that like oh well you know there was two factions during this during this colonization and and perhaps the one faction attacked the other one so you know at that point maybe you know the the, the ones that went underground were told well those ones are the humans we're the we're the we're the novens right so i can understand or, or, or they could have them from that they could have been two colonies on the world and one could be in the south continent where they ended up and 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 these yeah. guys you know mm -hmm. they could have done a lot different than they I did i did like the explanation on why everything looks like just shacks and stuff because they they've built their they've built the ship to be disassembled to be shelter Yes. which i think is that's that was a cool thing i thought that was but a neat that, idea. that's not new either though didn't they no some other i can't remember no, the episode new. but they they colony ships were often used as habitat you know yeah. disassemble yeah. well even con used the ship for habitat no that's no. A, the conestoga <laughs> okay but like this whole idea that they so they sent a they sent a ship of what 250 people it was going to take them nine years to get there so they, they drop off yeah. 250 people and they say guess what we're going to bring some more people to this massive planet it's a <laughs> planet guys it's not yes. like a it's not it's not an island it's a no, planet it's a planet a yeah. planet and so there's like i there's like no a planet you There's can't a planet. bring a couple okay. more, they're like well, well we're gonna bring a few more humans out don't you dare bring any more humans out here we're already crowded as it is what are you talking about there's 250 <laughs> people on this planet there's many continents you could easily you could settle this world separately and never see each other so like the idea that there was this guy who was against this and that there were these angry emails transferred back and forth like i'm like what like, who did you guys choose to send out here? Like, it was it's it seems like you sent some bad eggs uh, to you know to seed this colony. Uh, this yeah. was the I don't know. Like, come on, Earth, get it together. Like, is kind of more <laughs> my reaction here. Is like, is this this is the best we had to offer? 
And then, and, and and then the, other, the other part of that too, though, is just the, the fact that, you know, relations ended. So they left it. I mean, clearly there's been some major expense. This, this is the great experiment and they just, okay, we're going to leave them alone. Didn't seem really right. To Paul, to Paul's like, why didn't you get the uh, like us Vulcans to check into it? Well, we didn't want to owe you a favor. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's trip again. There's my favorite no. trip again. God. Yeah, yeah, there's trip. Yeah, but the the thing that bothered me is the fact that they tell them that you know the trip from Earth to here is I think they said nine years on it, the old system. Yeah, like yeah, they probably on, only on the old system two nine years like before that. they had you know warp five, I guess, right? And well, because they even mentioned you know oh well you could just got the Vulcans to do it they would have been there and you know lickety split right? And it's like well yeah okay whatever then the trip says you know that but it's. You know, it doesn't make sense that if this is the first massive humanity colony going out and they all of a sudden don't have access to them, why you wouldn't check on them in 70 years? Like, did we not, you know, and obviously this is something that Starfleet is very good at because, you know, Con, for instance, is a good is a good uh, example of that. Like, it's, you know, it's it's almost like it's like, you know, pump and dump kind of thing. Like, it's like they're gone. Right? Like, it's, yeah, here's, here's like, a rendering oh, of, okay. of what uh, someone, cre- a fan created this, like a rendering of what the ship looks like. Because you don't get a great visual of it in the episode. It's just that's pretty cool. Like on the monitors. But that's, that's kind of neat. And it, it only went just above warp one, they said. Uh, oh, in, okay. Uh, according to memory alpha. So, yeah, that's kind of cool looking. And I, okay, so then, and then they they took it apart and they built a little shanty town and said, no more people can spend nine years coming here. Damn it, <laughs> damn you, we can't. It's so crowded, you know. Even though they, I don't, I don't. It doesn't make sense. Like, well, I don't think on. we actually we actually find out how big the planet is, but it's still a planet. It's a like, pl- even, <laughs> if it's, even if it's the size of the moon, it's huge. Like, it's there's yeah, a lot of like surface it's area. Still, there, there's a lot of room. More than two hundred and fifty people. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're not. We're we're not we're not talking like Barry Ontario here. We're talking like, you know, it's like right. even and, even Barry two hundred and fifty people and, in Barry. And whoever this guy was, this survivor who sent the message that never went through the cloud later on, he was just like, yeah. "This is how you respond by hitting us with an asteroid." Well, checkmate, I guess you know. Yeah, just, it's like you win this time. Like this is who you guys sent, really. <laughs> yeah. This is who you said to settle that's, in our first colony. And this is, this is the that. problem that I have with this episode is just everything's just like why? Like every so often I would be asking myself, well, why would they do that? Why would they do this? Why yeah, would they this do is this? where this is where they could have made it a great episode by doing a couple things differently, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I hate to say it, but I think Miri's a better episode than this. No, and I, I, I never is. doubted that, Jody. I and, never doubted yeah, that. And, and I hate Miri, but it, it's <laughs> Well, it definitely doesn't have all the problems that Miri had. That's for sure. Um, yes, but, that's true. You know, but anyway. So obviously, they go up to the ship with with the with the two leads. I guess the two representatives of the of the kid uh, reptilian race people who are actually humans. Um, you know, they go up, and there's a whole bunch of babble, babble, babble. Uh, like it, almost everything that happens on the ship to to me doesn't make that much interest in the story. Like, it, you know, there's the time that they're in the sick bay and they're there. Well, they before you get to that, though, I mean, why well, the reason they why there? they're there. Yeah, yeah, I guess we probably should say that. Um, well, go ahead, Adam, if you want. to. Yeah. I mean, so they find out that she is suffering from from an illness and they can correct it. They can bring her up and, and find it. You know, I think it was cancer, lung cancer. They told me she right? has an illness that we call lung cancer, lung cancer. And when he says we, who is he actually talking about? I think. Medical? Starfleet, like humans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. But but yeah. they really went up easily. You know. That's what I'm saying. Is these are people that a couple of minutes ago you shot one of them through the leg, and now you're like, oh well, they could save my life. So yeah, okay, I'll go with them. That's no problem. I think it's right? self-serving. Like, I think he knows. I think they both know she's dying, and that it's only because they want to try to save her that they they go through with this. But it's against all their best, like their instincts. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, I get. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that he would know. Um. Right. Yeah, but we don't really figure out what their relationship is right away, do we? So, Flock says that he's like he could tell from the he 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 apparently he identified her. Um, she's his mother. Um, yes. Yeah. Even though she, they look almost the same age. I gotta tell you. Um, <laughs> and it's 
maybe it's the mud on the I don't face. know who we should well maybe it's the mud yeah the mud the mud ages you yeah, adds years to your life <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just like I guess that's I wonder if the colors are for the generations I, I wonder figure if out because... what the, this is our culture yeah. If they're if they're not if they're not playing uh an ar like turning an armadillo skull into a flute, they're painting their faces with mud and colored mud. Um, but you know this Novan culture. We, we can't talk about that yet because I have a whole other blurb for that part. But right. anyway, the it, so anyway they go up to the thing. They do like a medical scan. She's a little you know obviously a little upset about it i guess and then they come out and you know he's like all right well blah 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 blah. and then literally that's all that's going on it, it it's like at this point i'm just i'm dozing off like I, I i'm like you know do i have to continue to watch this and keep in mind like i wanted to do this uh <laughs> so it's like but even i can't handle this episode. Was, is this is this the expression that that's pretty close to the expression actually dave <laughs> really really good uh good good ready with the with the pictures there mm, this digger uh, meat's a little undercooked yeah now the, here here comes an interesting thing because malcolm at one point goes you know you guys got like a lavatory around here like you know <laughs> which would be something that would be an interest and they're to say then they're like no and it's like well what do these people do like they're underground so clearly they must have a hole somewhere uh, but you know, like it, it's, it's another one of those times where enterprise does something that the other series didn't acknowledge, such as going to the bathroom. Well, they probably uh, have one, but he said lavatory. I mean, half the people now on earth won't know what that is. Exactly. So, <laughs> but you know, because he's, he's English and you know, he's gotta, he's gotta say it that way. Right. Um, so anyway, that's, that's pretty much all that really happens for the most part. I, I can't think of anything else that would be interesting other than the shuttle coming back down um guys think of anything else because i can't um oh well of course we have the flute i forgot um so now we have the what appears to be the skulls of the things that they've been eating uh we never got to see the front end of the of the uh animal we just saw it burring away and there was like a tail and a couple legs Looked kind of like a turtle armadillo kind of cross thing yeah it actually looked like one of those uh one of those things from uh, the original series uh man what were they called um anyway i can't remember but i'll i'll look it up later but you know so they're, they're playing these things like flutes um so i'm guessing that these things have some sort of skull that's designed in a way that they make weird noises when they're alive uh because that would be the only way that this would work either that or they found the mystical ocarina from legend it was of like it was like they were playing like little like uh magical instruments out of nothing now like, i have to give the the music people credit it did sound neat yeah, I give it them that. Sounded that very was, odd, but it sounded it, neat. I think that what it did there was was give them credit that they were human and they could generate this kind of music or compose it, and you know, because I think Malcolm was a little surprised by that. Yeah, because you kind of get a look. He gets kind of the look on his face, like, "Whoa, you know, what's kind of going on here?" You know, kind of thing. So I guess that's that's a a subtle way to you know kind of bring them back to reality. I guess. Um, we get a better look at some of the people too, uh, because obviously these are fairly good close up. Can you bring that back up again, Dave, for a second? Um, so we, we see on this particular person, we see, you know, obviously like kind of clay all over their face, uh, and, you know, obviously, you know, unkept hair, stuff like that. Um, I'm, I, I want to say like, even the vest that the guy's wearing is like made out of kind of like the armadillo shell or something like that. Uh, so they're clearly, you know, at the age of five, they clearly figured out how to hunt. Uh, and create all these various things with this with this animal that they've been eating. Um, so that's interesting, I guess. So they're pretty smart little five-year-olds uh, for the most part and smart kids. Um, so that's good, I guess. Uh, maybe Miriam. Yeah, because all their food would have been irradiated if they had had anything. Yeah. Anything and I'm sure some of them would have died off just because of that. Yeah. Because I'm sure some of the stupid kids, well, they probably weeded out all the stupid ones, right? So it's, you know, all the stupid kids that were eating the stuff that was from the surface. Oh, the, the fittest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
<laughs> like this, the fact that they survived at all is kind of like miraculous. Um, <laughs> would their gene pool even be deep enough? Like, how many kids are we talking about? Like, started this colony like after the after the the, the poison rain came. Well, this is some like Blue Lagoon type. Yeah, shit, I was right? just gonna reference that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much we talk. Yeah. we do the same thing, Adam. Uh, but yeah, this is very Blue Lagoon to me. Like, this is like you put you put kids on well Blue Lagoon. It's two kids on an island. Uh, and eventually they figure out how to procreate and it's like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense because humanity would, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Like, uh, let's be honest. This, this, this colony isn't going to succeed very well in the end. Like that wasn't even discussed. Like this whole, the, the, the whole, well, thing the radiation is... probably didn't make a lot of things work correctly either. Was like, I, I don't know, like this whole, like this, this moral, what, what comes down at the end where they say, well, guess what? Your water supply is poisoned and yeah, you yeah, should really. Right. And they're These talking are... about what bringing them back to earth. Like, let's get them all. And we'll, you know, then they actually took it so far as we'll just stun them and put them on board and take them back. Well, that, I think Paul was speaking facetiously a little bit, like a little bit. Yeah, I think she was trying to be funny, but not. But yeah, no, I agree with you on that, Dave. But the, I, I think this is kind of a pre-note to the Prime Directive, though, because this is this is kind of showing that they really did did need to establish some sort of rules here, because clearly, like even in this type of environment, this is a bad idea. Like no matter what's going on here, this is a bad idea what they're doing. So. Anyway, we, we, we end up coming back down on the uh, back down on the pod um, and the pod runs into some trouble, ends up landing and then falling through and kind of caving in a cave, which is literally the worst part of the entire uh, episode when it comes to believability, in my opinion. Uh, but like it, you're in a pod that has the ability to hover and stuff like that. Why? Why is it all of a sudden not able to do that? And you fall through. <laughs> all this land and cave in all these caves and what's even more miraculous is the minute they get out of this pod one of them goes oh we're in this tunnel over here we have to go over this way it's like so so yeah he crumbled around you how do you know this he picked (laughs) the worst possible spot to land this shuttle is that what we're being told i'm Mm -hmm. guessing Yeah, Yeah. yeah not only that but then the shuttle instantly has no ability to do anything it's designed to do and just falls through the fucking thing he says that uh tucker's gonna have to build like a like a rig just to like uh pull it out that was the only cool part about that entire scene was they were acknowledging the fact that it wasn't going to be easy to get this thing out of the ground anymore (laughs) (laughs) and that's true like you can't just magically beam that thing out of the land. You're going to have to dig that fucker out and it's going to take a while. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, Their sensors you know. are pretty selective in terms of like, you know. The, well, I think we're supposed to be under the impression that the sensors are still very primitive, uh, which they have mentioned in previous episodes. Like, you know, we can't penetrate the hull of certain ships and stuff like that. So I guess it makes knew, sense. But, but they knew exactly where Reed was in the cave. Yeah, but the thing that has always bothered me about this show, and it's something that generally comes up for at least the first couple seasons, is the Vulcan people have sent an ambassador with the Enterprise crew, which is obviously T'Pol. Why are they not helping them in any way when it comes to technology? You'd think they would at least give them the ability of better sensors or something like that. Something to help them in to make sure that T'Pol comes back, for instance. Uh, because T'Pol, we get the impression that T'Pol is actually a very valued member of 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 the Vulcan consoles. So you would think that they would give them a little bit more of an edge, uh, but they clearly just sent them out and they're like, no, we're not going to give you anything. Fuck you. You can figure it out. Right. Give it some Star like, yeah, takes all with you. Right. So yeah. And the, the yeah, worst Star Trek is, is like, all they got. So, so Paul must be like going, Oh my God, I got to use this stuff from like the, like the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, this is the equivalent to like listening to the radio when we have like VR headsets, you know, it's like, yeah. Like she, she's just like, seriously, I can't penetrate the sensors. Do you know why? Cause your ship is shit. You know, like it's like, like that's kind of the impression I get from her all the time. I get this. But it's not the whole idea. Like, I guess that's what the the big advance with the Federation is. Is once they like all the the four founding members of the Federation put their collective technology together, that they become like bigger than the they, sum of their parts, and that's they why they're able to compete Federation, with like yeah. the Klingons and these other powers um, that were way ahead of them. Yeah, uh, later yeah. on, right. So yeah. I know it's we're supposed to be more rudimentary. I get the fact that our transporter technology isn't great right now. I totally get that idea. Makes perfect sense to me. 
because we also want to limit the show. We want to show that there are limits, whereas in Kirk's world, he didn't have those limits that we have, um, stuff like that. So I, I do get that to a degree, but like something as simple as sensors to me would be something that should have been upgraded for the sake of the mission. Um, anyway, at this point, we're literally near the end of the episode. Like it, that's how boring this episode is to me. It, it's literally, I didn't, I didn't like the hot potato with the gun. With the phase. <laughs> oh, oh, trust like, me. Here, give Kevin, it to me. No, me. give it to me. Like, yeah, they got they got to save this guy at the bot who's uh, Timmy's at the bottom yeah. of a well. Yeah, How Timmy has fallen into the well. Yeah, Lassie, Lassie is nowhere to be found, and you know we got to save this guy. And there's a big tree down there. Yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Why is there a fucking tree down there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the pod pushed it in when it went down there. Maybe it doesn't look. There's a looks... lot of roots down there, though. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Under Maybe it's tree. just part of a root. <laughs> but and then there's the the scene where Archer, you know, is falling off the wall, you know, and he's holding on with one hand. Arr, trust me. Take my hand. That take my yeah. hand. I won't. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Yeah. Um... You want bad blue screen? I'll show you bad blue screen. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's like he's just hanging on by like a thread yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Actually, it wasn't that bad of a blue screen when you look <laughs> yeah. at it. I guess nails are peeling back, man. That's yeah. that, that's got to hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's... Archer's got some great upper body strength. It's probably all that water polo he plays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a water polo player! Think... Make a great yeah. two meter man. Yeah, which I think Kevin was the one that mentioned that in a couple of previous episodes. It's like, why did they make him water polo? Like, out of everything? No, all I, sports. I, I, I didn't think that. I thought, well, who throws a ball at a guy that's just walking through a door? Uh, Archer, because he's a bit of a dick. It's like dodgeball. He's <laughs> like, if you could dodge a ball, you could dodge, an, <laughs> dodge a Vulcan. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. So, but anyway, so yeah, obviously they they end up saving the day blah 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 Game well this guy's over. about to die in water and like this guy who he's he's been nothing but nice to really you know he's like he's like give me the gun so i can do this um and he's like you gotta trust me now it's just it just it feels so basic the only thing that i thought was impressive which the whole with the whole like them like landing in the pod thing is just just prior to this actually is mayweather mayweather has two phase pistols with him somehow did you notice that because he gives one away and then he's like here's another one captain (laughs) he's like 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 mayweather's packing like he's got like a couple of them on him at least he's like he's fucking he's fucking a kaibo you know he's he's got (laughs) he's got multiple going you know boomer man now now you're missing one scene that i actually did like was when they okay they found the pictures of the colonists and and found oh yes you know yeah. the, the mom and and showed her and that reminded me of that i mean there's always like some cool episodes like that i, I like the one with that guy jonah and you know they found if i can't remember the name of the episode it was the next gen episode and they yeah is that the one with the kid that they find yeah, yeah. the kid yeah and they show him a picture of his family and he sort of recognizes it same thing here happened where she recognizes her parents i guess and recognizes herself is that me you know yeah. and then she realizes she's human after all and it's now we've like now that, linked uh, ourselves to what it is yeah like that original series episode with the uh with that green fat guy and the kids are taking control of the ship and then they sh- they show they make oh them, yeah the, kirk oh, makes them cry oh, by, yes by yeah, showing them pictures them of them having fun with yeah. their parents that is yeah. the worst episode. That's a great episode. That's up there with space hippies, that's for sure. Um, I forgot the name of it right now, but 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 that again, like, so it's like, yeah, they've done this. They've done a version of this in many of the yes. Star Treks, right? And so it's like, what is this bringing new to the table? I'd say nothing. not a whole nothing new. Well, that's I, why I think I this is a great time to segue to fun facts because I've got a quote from Brandon Braga that you have to hear. Okay. Fun facts right. with Adam. It's fun facts with Adam. <laughs> Where's the banner? I was singing and everything. All right. Anyway, you ruined it. So <clears throat> this is, uh, you know, from um, Memory Alpha, but th- this is his quote. There happens to be an irony here. It's about finding the last col- a lost colony of humans, but it was boring and unfortunate. <laughs> and unfortunate <laughs> was such an early an episode. Braga critiqued. He also described described the installment as terrible in one of the first several uh, one of the several first season mediocre scripts. 
which were an attempt to go after something that really wasn't there. Um, anyway, he concluded it by calling it not a bad concept, but not a good episode. Yep, and, I, and I think I think that's how we all really feel on this one. I, I knew exactly. I knew when they when they let um ma- they're like, why don't you write the report, Travis? This shit was so boring. We'll get Travis to write. Yeah, it. like yeah. you got Even this the one. That was it. funny. That was actually you know they're sitting around. I don't want to do the report. You do the report. Oh wait, we'll yeah. get Travis to have dinner with us. We'll get Travis to <laughs> yeah. do it. We'll we'll even invite him to dinner. Hey Travis, <laughs> Travis, come to the captain's mess. We're we're gonna have we're gonna have dinner. No, no, there's no <laughs> alternate motive. We're just gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. No, no print for you, here. like it's a prize. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is your prize for having two guns on you. Yeah, this is. Um, Maybe they're going to actually talk to him about that. They're like, "Why are you carrying so many face pistols?" This is all shale. He'll say in the report. That yeah, this is all shale. Executive summary. All shale. So here's another quote: "The first uh, major misfire of the show, Terra Nova, isn't about anything, and the big revelations are never anything but predictable." Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's because the first human colony is presented as so pessimistically, but the whole episode just feels wrong. Wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, the, the even the fun facts are not even fun this week. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yes, we already touched on Lavar's. You know, when Adam when Adam is downing on this episode, you know there's a problem. Well, you know, like here's it. one that's interesting is that this is one of 14 Star Trek episodes. With titles derived from Latin, in this case, meaning New Earth. <laughs> no shit. The, the other episodes with Latin titles are Dramatis Personae, Sub Rosa, Ex Post. Oh, Sub Rosa is worse than this, though. <laughs> yeah. Non Sequitur. Alter like Ego. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. But most of our Discovery episodes trying to be clever. But yeah. yeah. Did you just yeah. say you like Sub Rosa? I like it more than this. Oh, I my definitely God. Definitely like it more than this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Beverly Crusher banging it, banging a ghost. For the Come Scottish on. guy is, is yeah, is just like that candle will do you in. It's just your fault. candle, <laughs> not a candle. <laughs> I had more fun doing this podcast than watching this episode. <laughs> yeah, near the end of this episode, Mayweather mentions the mystery of Amelia Earhart. Uh, the mystery was actually solved 220 years later by the crew of the USS Voyager. He goes, it's got, but that mystery's got nothing on the mystery of uh, Terra Nova. Terra Nova, yeah. Yep. Really wasn't uh, much of a mystery, really. LeVar Burton did uh, did direct uh, eight episodes across all four seasons, which is interesting. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing they had him back after this one. No, I think they had to get him back because they're like, oh, by the way, LeVar, we're sorry, but we gave you this one. (laughs) So now you can have some better ones. If the script's bad, the script's bad. You can only make a story so good. um, I think from a cinematography aspect and a directing aspect, I think the episode was great. It was fine. Um, It hit all the points that I thought it would need to hit. uh, But it's just the story is so subpar. It's it's and we've seen it before. Like there was nothing new to this story. Everything about this story is just it's literally regurgitated Star Trek. And we we've 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 seen this. Like as Kevin said right at the beginning of this, like I already knew it was gonna be the humans. Like it, it's oh, like, man. well, yeah, we all did because really, like, what else could it have been? Right. <laughs> like they've set it they set it up for failure. Like I just don't know what they thought. I don't understand because I was like, this is what you guys wanted to grab the Star Trek audience with. And you you because like <laughs> typical way to start star trek seasons though like the, the first season of every single star trek has been god awful but at this There's point we've been watching four in a row this is the fourth uh you know and i so... wouldn't say that the ones previous to this were as bad as this one i think no, this is no the, bad, the worst one so far yeah this is one of and those next, episodes and where next you... week's episode is fantastic i love oh next boy week's. kevin you're really being put you know that one's being put on a pedestal for you, you i'm know. telling you right now kevin we getting nines I, I absolutely guarantee you that you're going to love next week's episode you're gonna I, love i'll the say content. like not love i think he's gonna love it i think he's gonna say <laughs> it's the best episode he's seen so far that, that that's probably true yeah not that that's a high okay. pedestal but still <laughs> <laughs> you know kevin's it, like kevin's like now i have to watch the fucking thing i yeah. think you know watching this like you know 21 years ago whenever it was you know you'd you'd watch that and go oh man that was i like the show but that episode 
blue and, and like you know that's but i felt the same way about next gen i felt the same way about pretty much everything in ds9 oh, yeah deep space uh, nine is one of my favorite shows of all time and recently i gave an episode that's... a zero what <laughs> <laughs> which episode you did i did which episode the um oh what was it the muse oh, was it the muse yeah. Oh, that's a bad episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, every, they're entitled to it, right? They're entitled to bad episodes. Yeah. Let's yeah. get beyond every, it. Every Star Trek had it. We don't like this one. Let's move on to next week. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right. Is that all the fun facts we have, Adam? Because literally, you're right. All the fun <laughs> facts we care about. <laughs> it's nothing. I don't really even know if any of them were fun. There's a lot of stuff about production, and it's not really worth talking about. I mean, fun fact: next week episode is better. There you go. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Then well, we're gonna let's put the fun away and let's get to business, and we'll go to the ratings. Um, and get into. Can you guys see that? Maybe I need to go. On I can't see any of that. Oh, Kevin, wait a second. You weren't here last week, but you gave last week's episode unexpected a four and a half. That yeah, a I did not enjoy it. Really. Quite like yeah, we, we were actually a little surprised by that. We were a little higher on it than you were. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> well, especially Adam. I, I liked last week's episode. That was good. Eh, it wasn't great. Even though it was a trip episode, which, you know, is it, was my okay. it was okay for me. I, I thought it was fine. Um, I like trip later in the in the series. <clears throat> I don't like him at the beginning. We, we, are, we went on a rowboat. Uh, Jody, uh, what wh- would you give this? You know, this is hard because I was going to give it a five, but then that would make Strange New World look better, um, which I didn't like that episode that much. But now that I'm thinking about it, it this episode is worse than Strange New World. So, you know what? I'm going to go four and a half on this episode. I, You know what? It had some interesting things in it, but not enough. Yeah, I'm giving it a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that. I'm going three. <laughs> I'm also going three. Wow. You know what? Normally, guys, if you go that low, I'm like, seriously? But no, I understand. Look, it's still better than the Muse. It's still better than the Muse, <laughs> uh, which I did pull up just for comparison well, purposes. Uh, the Muse got a 2.8 collective. <laughs> so <laughs> you did give it a zero. And Ashley yeah. gave it a one. Oh, my God. Ashley gave it a one. It must I have gave been it a horrible night at your house, Kevin. <laughs> it was not fun, yeah. They both decided they rather like clean the bathrooms than watch that yeah. episode. That was that was that episode. But yeah, like sometimes there's a bad episode. Every series has them. Even the best series have bad episodes. Yeah. And this is now this is one if of you actually look up lists of the worst Enterprise episodes, this is very high on the list. So. Oh, it, I I didn't say that, but it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of the highest. Uh, and it's rated. But here's the funny thing you might find that uh, fun, Adam, is okay. Like, I looked up the IMDb rating 6.6, which is still just, better than anything Discovery gets, like in any episode. Every you look up, well, the this screen, just goes to show you how much IMDb ratings are horseshit anyway. Like, well, they're only, and they always have been. Uh, they're my only, my only guide. Well, and actually, have you ever looked at like when they give you the breakdown of the age groups that actually voted and the sex uh, no. of them? The, the women always rate Star Trek higher, but it's probably because uh, as men, we generally just shit on things more, <laughs> right? So I'm thinking that's the logic behind it, right? But or- this episode, I think, was the worst rated for people for men from 30 to 38 or something like that, I think is what it was that age group, which I'm over, my group. unfortunately, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's well, actually, that would kind of make sense if you look at the ratings here, though, because Dave and Kevin. You guys are pretty close to that age. Well, Kevin, not. I'm as a close. little closer than Kevin is. Yeah, but uh, not that <laughs> I'm trying to shit on you. Mean spot off. I'm still, I'm still older than you, Kevin. So you know, I was 30 <laughs> when this was out. Yeah. So I was. I was not. Well, I was 24 20. when this came out. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So, but next week, what do we got, Jody? Oh, next week we have a great episode, Dave, and I can't remember the damn name of it, but I know what it is. The Andorian Incident. Oh, the Andorian yeah. Incident, yes. Uh, give me one second here. I'm just going to so pull up the this is This is different than Shadows of Pajam, which is the one I remember more, uh, which comes up a few episodes yeah. later. That's right. Oh, but maybe and- I'm mixing the two up. Oh, that might be bad. Okay, hold on. Shadows of Pajam is the fifteenth episode, but the seventh episode is called the Endorian. This is this is the one in the this is the one where they figure out that it's a spying facility. 
I think I thought was that was the, I thought that was oh, the shadows like of the This is this is a very good episode. This is the okay, hold on, hold on. Let's find it. Okay, so this is it's the seventh episode in the television series. Uh, as one of the most significant in the first season episodes, the events of the Andorian incident would continue to resonate in the third and fourth seasons. Uh, okay, so Captain Archer and Tucker, after finding a Vulcan star map incomplete, uh, talk Subcommander to Paul into taking a trip to Pajem. A Vulcan monastery. Yes, this is the one. This okay. is the one where they go into the monastery and figure out what the monastery actually is. Right. Okay. So shout out to Pajama something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is still a good episode. Don't get me wrong. But this is the episode I think it is. So this Kevin, is where Jeffrey Combs makes his. his okay. Right. Jeffrey Combs. Yep. I remember like the trailer for this episode most more than anything. I remember like the really? big. It was, because you see like uh, Shran like punch archer right in the face in the, in the yeah trailer. like they actually get in like fisticuffs and everything it's great yeah and it's... and i will say the andorians look fantastic well that they can animate their antennae they, right yeah they actually have robotics in their antennae and everything it, it's fantastic i i think cool. it's great yeah, makeup Combs, wise just makeup wise alone this episode's great but he 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 plays the role so well and became he you does. know becomes a you know a staple on the show he's literally a regular in regular the show character yeah yeah, yeah. He he's basically he's basically what Q is to the other series. Uh, he's he's the Q of 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 the show. In eh, my he's opinion. more like um, not as not like Q. I mean, just as somebody who shows up every you know. 10 he's more episodes. like a Gold Ducat, or he's more like something like that. Gold like, There's a good there's a good reference. Yeah. But you know you know what's anymore. disappointing about th this character and this race was like done so well in this whole this whole series, and they yes. never took it any further really. You yeah. know, into any other any other episode or series, pardon me. Well, in, in the way Jeffrey but... in the way Jeffrey Combs actually plays him, he plays him in such a, a kind of cynical asshole kind of way that, but he he plays him still in a way where you actually are still sympathetic towards him. So yeah. it's it's a really weird cross, and I I think I can't wait to hear what Kevin thinks about. Well, it. Well, we got a lot to talk about next week for sure. So yeah, for sure. Get so ready, Andorians coming but your way. Speaking of getting a lot to talk about, Dave, I don't know. Are we the first episode in in the new year? We are the Dave? first. So look at that. We're the first series to be uh, in two thousand. I was like, I, I was like, you know what? I I was gonna maybe do a Hawkeye podcast. I was like, no, it's gotta be. Enterprise. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be, be Terra Nova. It's got to be Terra Nova. That way, it's been a year. This is, you know, what? Kind of, it's been kind of the day we've had. You know, like as people, down people again. who live in Ontario, yeah. we've had a terrible day today. Uh, so you know what? It's nice to kind of get things going on the rise. So, <laughs> yes. you know, uh, other than other things on the rise, which we don't need to speak of. But anyway, Dave, you know what? Just because we talk about this episode doesn't mean there isn't other things we talk about on this channel. That's right. We're going to be talking about D Space Nine and many more. Uh, continuing. That's just my Garrett quote. Anyway, um, <laughs> D, Space like Nine, D Space Nine and Nine ish every Tuesday night. Uh, check out, we talk about the next episode of D Space Nine. Uh, we're into season four. Tomorrow, we're talking about Kevin's an episode. There. Kevin's Kevin there. Will be there. Yeah. Like, if tomorrow... you want 100% more Kevin, you show up tomorrow as well and you're fine. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Kevin. Kevin. We're going to be talking about the episode Body Parts. This is where, which also features uh, Jeffrey Combs, as we've been talking yes, about him. Yes, it does, yeah. Uh, as he's playing Brunt in that episode. And this is the one where Quark thinks he's dying and sells his body. Oh, and he's selling he, his body, yeah. But oh, then Jeff he's not dying. And he, you know. Like and then uh, this is where... Yeah, uh, Jeff is not going to like that episode. I can and Kira that. gets the baby put in her from Keiko. And uh, so there's a lot going on in this episode. So we're going to be talking about that. D-Space 9 at 9 share on Live Long and Podcast as we do every Tuesday night as we continue our journey to watch all those episodes and talk about them. Much like we do here on Enterprise. Your year and a half mission, is it? Three and a half years. Jeff's like, I want to do another. I want to do a D Space Nine podcast. He says to me at the, the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, Jeff, that's going to take us like three and a half years. He's like, Cause we got time. Yeah. What else are we doing? Apparently, so is the pandemic. So there <laughs> yeah. we go. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> We're waiting to see which will end first. This is the big yeah. uh, thing, you know. Um, also, uh, on Thursdays, well, we were just covering Star Trek Discovery. Um, we figured we covered the uh, season four A, I suppose. Uh, Adam Woodward, Michael Chan, and uh, Ashley Millard. Uh, so that's on hiatus it. until uh, February. So Star Trek Prodigy comes back as they continue their first season. Season 1B will be starting. And I'll be talking about that with Davin Skellhorn and Jessica Chan this Thursday night um, on their newest episode. I don't know if you guys have seen Prodigy yet, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's a it's a kids show. It's a, it's meant for kids. Uh, so it's like the kids Star Trek. A lot of interesting things going on over there. And then uh, we also have Star Trek Radio Theater, which is our our where we do like the, the reenactments of the episodes with new takes on yeah, it. The first one set up for 2022 yet? Not not we don't have the 2022 one set up yet. Uh, but we did do this one to finish off season two, which was the first Commander. Star Trek first Commander. 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 Yeah. So once I I got to edit this one Data. and then Data. and then I'll move on to uh to to doing the next one for 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 January. Um uh but we will be doing something presumably soon. And then uh Star Trek Picard guys coming in February. Uh I'm, so I'm excited looking, for that. Yeah, I know I'm you the are. only one, but I know I'm the only and one. And Adam is too. He's excited. I'm excited about that. Like oh, are you too? Okay, well, Adam and I are gonna. I, we're gonna I know Kevin's that. not, so we're not gonna invite him. Uh, I think it's, so, <laughs> that's, this is the turnover season. I'm gonna go back and watch point. it all in the next couple of weeks, though, before we get into. Are it you? Again. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to because if I get to that sock scene again, I'm gonna kill somebody. Send me your ratings. I'll put them in. Um, right. And then, uh, yeah, and so Star Trek Picard's coming, and then I guess Star Trek Strange, Strange New World sometime this year is going eventually. It might eventually happen. might yeah. four years later here we go uh so it's it's gonna at this point they've already found them all yeah uh. <laughs> but the plan is to eventually cover that as well so we have all, right. all those things on live long and podcast uh uh super Mater brothers podcasting is our other channel we talk about movies tvs uh that are not related to star trek uh we haven't really done anything recently we've been a bit on a hiatus maybe maybe gilligan's island who knows um Ooh. and uh and but we don't get we, sam all excited celebrity big brother is probably our next thing that we're going to be doing in february uh as well as uh we how many we just, seasons is that show on now it's got to be like 300 or something i've lost track there's many so yeah. many there's because there's, there's celebrity there big brother then there's big brother canada and then there's they need to do like a survivor big brother crossover that's the they did that on the amazing race oh did they okay yeah, but they all raced each other. Anyway, but I'm only here for Star Trek. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so check out those things. We talk about Marvel. We talk about uh, Big Brother Survivor. All kinds of different shows over there on Super Mater Brothers podcasting. Uh, we have a new logo that Rich Mater designed us. Uh, I gotta get that out there. Um, and then as well, uh, we have uh, Trivial Debates, our monthly show where we argue movies, TV, sports, and more in a game show format. We just had a, a episode at the end of December with Max Duda hosting, Adam Woodward, Davin Skillhorn, and Eamon Mater competing. Uh, check that out. Uh, Dav or Davin will be hosting our uh, our season four premiere, um, ah. and so we're excited about that. I already got the questions uh, all cooked up. You should also nice. check out Davin's podcast. It's a Star Trek podcast called Locutors of Trek, where he talks about Very Star good. Trek. He also has his X Men podcast, X Men the Animated Series rewatch. Still haven't listened to that yet, and I'm such a I fan of that show. It's great. You should uh, definitely get in on that. And then Eamon's podcast, which is uh, called uh, Let's Talk About Fighting Games, where you can find out about Spotify, where you get your audio podcasts. Check those out as well. Um, and I think that's it. I think plug, 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 plug. Plug, plug, plug. All right. Anybody else got anything to plug? Kevin? No. You uh, you going to sail across the world or anything? I uh, I did the COVID thing. I don't I don't endorse it. It's not good. Okay. You, so you still don't sound <laughs> too good. The official word is that COVID is not fun. All yeah, right. Try not to get it's it. easily cured. It's easily cured. I don't know. Well, well maybe flocks. Flocks. I don't know. I'm not flocks easy. Cured. I don't think anybody else has so far, but anyway. Uh, well, unless anybody else has to say, I think it's time to say sayonara, and uh, maybe one day we'll see Hoshi again in the show. Maybe. Uh, you know, oh, she, she was, was in. I was just watching. Um, uh, I watched the whole season two of uh, For All Mankind. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. Uh, that's the Ronald D. Moore show uh, about space, space travel. NASA, you know what? I started that. it, but I have only like two episodes in, three episodes yeah. in. So I finished the second season. I don't recently. know why I didn't keep going with that one. And uh, she's in it. She was like a newscaster. Oh. Hoshi. Uh, Linda ah. Park. So Linda Park, yeah. yes. And she hasn't aged a day in 20 years. No, she's the little sluggo yeah. that could. Um, <laughs> sluggo that could. Wow, that's very, very flattering, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't remember the episode with her in the slug? Oh, yeah. It was like two weeks ago, Dave. I'm not that <laughs> terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Two, three weeks ago. Every day anyway. I think about Hoshi now. I'm like, she was All right. the little sluggo that Maybe could. next week's episode we'll see Hoshi, but I'm not going to give it away, but not a lot. Anyway, <laughs> but we will right. see some antennas. Anyway, okay. for all of us here at the Live Log and Podcast channel, and of course, obviously, this podcast, have a great night. And yeah goodbye and stuff and that's all we can do oh are we doing this again okay we're, 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 we're doing that again you're damn straight right. you're damn straight we are <laughs> anyway let's play us out dave all right they're human beings it's their birthright have a good night oh thank you